I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have, Breaker Fall 2018, The Stillwood King. So, uh, The Stillwood King can be found on uh, the Ickerfall's website, um, as well as the uh, Visitor's Guide uh, that you can get from Amazon. <laughs> uh, seriously, check it out, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Collection of old stories. Anyway, put a link in the description. It's not. I it doesn't happen to be um, me as a reseller reselling it for you guys. No, actually, there isn't. I know. <laughs> it just sounds like you're you're plugging your own product here, which I'm not. Which you are totally not. <laughs> I'm plugging a product I like. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So we'll we'll dive into this one. It's fairly quick. Uh, so in 1806, uh, Elijah Brown uh, went lost for two days, and when he returned um, out of the woods, the Stillwood Forest, uh, which is a deceptively small wooded area southwest of Picker Falls proper, <laughs> as I'm reading the, the story do you, do you just want to read the story to us? No, no. Um, he came back, like, horribly, like, dehydrated and, like, like lost, like, like, basically he claims that while he was only gone to the outside world for two days, um... He had been there for like nine, uh, and they're like, "That that's impossible." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, the story, his account, kind of led to the uh, uh, to other future accounts, basically, or, or like future legends and, and stories around surrounding the Stillwood, um, including the Stillwood King, who apparently was the first person to get lost in the Stillwood. Um, and the Stillwood itself uh, is like again, it's deceptively small, but like because it's so densely uh, like for, like the, ha, has such a dense underbrush, um, and the uh, the such rail thin trees like but are like densely cropped together, um, it dampens sound uh, to the point of like not being able to hear much like outside of it or inside. So and the with the amount of like. Um, small like rail thin trees um you can't you can barely see like anything beyond mm-hmm. um the forest so it seems to be like almost like creates an illusion of like that the forest is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside yeah it's hard to keep your bearings inside yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh and there's three very similar similarly laid out river or creeks that run through it <laughs> so like you never know which creek you're actually going by mm-hmm. um so but yeah there's just also this um Super or kind of semi supernatural uh, aspect, or like about the legends of the story, because uh, the first person to get stuck there. Also, just um, pause it for a minute. Yeah, are you sure it's the first one? I thought yeah. it's the only one that hasn't ever gotten out. Oh, maybe that's it. Um, it no, it basically it's someone before. It doesn't yeah. say the first. Yeah, it says There's hundreds, hundreds of years later, hundreds of years before Elijah Brown's mm-hmm. um, account, there was a person that went in and never yeah. came out, and he's become like one like the the longer he stayed in the woods uh the the more he became part of the the forest like his so he his, may or may not be the first one yeah he may or may not be the first one he probably is not mm-hmm. um but he is the current resident he is the yes. king of the forest mm-hmm. um because he is the lo- he's been there the longest um and yeah they, he's basically this like kind of lanky corpse character creature now um 
his skin is like uh, skin. It's is, white like mushrooms. Yeah, his skin is white like mushroom caps. Uh, his blood is uh, is creek water and moss. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically like an elemental creature of the woods. Yep. Um, and he is um, kind of quantumly locked. Like quant- he has quantum movement, where like every like when no one's observing him, he his heart uh, to keep him alive. The Sp- Stillwood Forest has done something to him where his heart beats once a day, and he can move one step at every hour. I thought he moves one mile an hour. No, it's no, not one mile an hour. It's one step an hour. Is it? Yeah. Uh, double checking, double checking. Yeah, he can move more than a foot in an hour. He can't move more than a foot in an hour. Okay. Um, unless he is spotted by somebody. So if you're mm-hmm. in the still wood and you see a um, these mu- rows of mushrooms that go up to the like a person, yeah, uh, the size of a person, and uh, you're like, oh, what is that? Like, like, just see it between the, some trees and stuff like that? Close your eyes, because in that moment, the Stillwood King is aware of you, and that is the Stillwood King, most likely. And because you spotted him, he suddenly garners all of the momentum that has been building up <laughs> yeah. from him, like, from him, from, like, that the Force has been, like, withholding from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is able to, like, just run at you and presumably kill you. Essentially, the entire time that he hasn't been looked at, he's been holding down and mashing A, because he's Sonic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But he's just in the one spot. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's just going to, like, just trample you. Indeed. Or just, like, destroy you. Mm -hmm. Um, So your best bet is to, like, quickly close your eyes um, and just... Go oh, turn around the opposite way and just try and find your way out of the woods. In, keeping your eyes closed. Keeping your eyes closed. And if you like feel something um, wet, like wet, like right but like right beside in front of you, just open your eyes because it'll be quicker. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it alludes to. It's like yeah. so that's how it ends. Yeah. Actually, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the Stillwood King. Um, so we'll go into the rundown. Or no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now we'll do the rundown. Yes, <laughs> we're actually trapped in the Stillwood King. So yeah, I was going to say we're just trapped in the Stillwood. So yeah. we're just doing the uh, we're just doing the lock now. I understand yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, um, we'll do the. Uh, we'll start with uh, gr- grammar inquisition because everyone expects it. I'm done, Mikey. The essence real. Also done. Okay. Wow, oh. you guys, <laughs> leave it on me. Bring it home with all of. My- I'm done. <laughs> I don't have any. Yeah. Um, is this a first? No, we've had actually. I think the was the last. No, you had the, you found a butt in the last one. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a rare occasion. Yeah, this is a very rare occasion. So, <laughs> so those playing al dente bingo, check your cards now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, moving on to actual thoughts. <clears throat> Should we make ADB a thing? <laughs> Made for the patrons. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or should it be roulette, so it's still ADR. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. There we go. All right, anyway. Yes. <laughs> Moving on to the next thing. So, when he returned to the town, Brown was gaunt, dehydrated, and starving to the point of near death, and insisted he was lost not for two days, but nine. He also had carefully kept journal entries with the rise and set of the sun, and indeed... He had made nine of them. I kind of want to see a story of Brown's journals. 
mm-hmm. like Brown's journal entries, like because like he may not have seen anything. He may not have seen the Stillwood King in those nine days. Uh, I don't because I don't think I think it mentions like it, it's not brought up from his story, but people start citing it or, or yeah. sort of like mentioning yeah, it. Yeah. But there'd be some weird shit in the Stillwood, regardless. Um. I think that would be like a cool like mm-hmm. entry, like, and it would be like, a little bit longer than the story because the story is, it it is a it is definitely a story, but it's also kind of a biographical story because it like it's detailing the legend, but almost like mm-hmm. a, on a factual level. Yeah, it's almost like you're reading it in like like I can see the, the actual geographic or something. Well, I can't think of I a can, proper well, magazine. I can I can actually help you with that because I can actually see reading this in one of my encyclopedias of folklore. <laughs> There you go. Where that have like little like entries of like different like places and like mystery places and like entities and stuff like that, like cryptids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was the one thing there. Uh, it was just like I kind of want to see it, like the journal entries of uh, of Brown, but because um, yeah, there could be also a lot of potential sightings of the the Stillwood King. Yeah, exactly. And or any other supernatural maybe... entities that are also locked in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, or like again, like the Stillwood King, like the forest made the Stillwood King the way he is. But like, what about some of the like? What about the animal life in the woods? Like, are they like similarly like kind of? Or are they like the Spriggans from Skyrim? Even though I don't know why I'm bringing that up. Totally haven't been playing that game for for weeks now. <laughs> um, but yeah. or like, we're like they're uh, like they're kind of like nature spirits, or like they're like a bunch of um, uh, like either like bees or like a weird swarm of like magical leaves that empower like a wooden like vessel. Like a like a kind of a forced vessel. They almost sound like they're razor wings and they're weapons that are wielded by Titania. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> that kind of seems a lot like thank it. You for, thank you for cutting that uh, for drop it for uh, for uh, for making me want to just completely drop that train of thought. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, well, you're on. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, neat. Sure, it is Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Nietzsche elementals. Like, what? Like, are there other things like that in the in the Stillwood that we just haven't like yeah. spotted yet or haven't been posted? Um, and even then, like, even if it wasn't like anything like overtly supernatural, like, there could be some like interesting like uh, subtle supernatural things going on in those nine days. In the nine days that were actually two days that the guy was there. Yeah, kind of like reminds me of that one. Uh, like folklore story, I think, where like the guy gets stuck in a accidentally goes into a toad like a ring of toadstools, and he like ends up like partying with like a bunch of fairy folk in the woods for like thirty years, and then comes out of the woods like a, like a basically look like a disheveled hobo, <laughs> and like his family is all aged and some like of that like, but for him it was like a or yeah for him like it was he was sustained by like the fairy folk and so like, but he came back like. Years later, basically out of the woods. That almost sounds like you're thinking of uh, Jumanji or something. No, it wasn't Jumanji. There's, there, I can't remember the story. I remember like reading the Stillwood King, like the the whole thing. I was like, it was very reminiscent of this. And I think it's a North, it's a New England, um, like story as well, yeah, or like sure. kind of a, an American story. There's stories about everything. No, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so the story is Rip Van Winkle, written by Washington Irving and is about a Dutch-American settler who falls asleep in the Catskill Mountains and wakes up 20 years later. Uh, actually, that kind of ties into my next thing, because um, the next quote I have is, uh, Historians believe either teachers at a schoolhouse bordering the Stillwood or parents of the attending children cooked up the legend to keep kids from wandering into the dangerous woods and getting lost. So for me, like again, the, the story kind of ha- is very kind of rooted in, fo- in the folkloric manner. Um... 
because of like the stories that are like like of like the Stillwood, but then also like the the postulation of like that it is just a, it, they, it could just be like a a tale told by parents to keep their kids safe. Mm-hmm. And, then, and again, similar to like what we we're just saying with that um, that one story. Like again, like you said, like there's tons of like stories like this to keep it there. Uh, it's also similar to like uh, like the Woollywogs in Newfoundland, where um, basically uh, don't stray too far from your house when the fog rolls in from the ocean. Um, or the Willywogs will snatch you up. Or it's more analogous or analogous um, route, which is don't go out, don't go too away from your house because you, your village is on a cliffside, and when the fog rolls in, you might fall, you might not see the edge. Oh, okay. and never be found again. I thought that was going to simply be don't wander too far out of the fog because your parents can't see you and you'll get lost. Yeah, no, it's um, when it's I told death. I was told that story like at a at a place where like when the fog rolls in, like yeah, you don't want to. Uh, Go too far because, like, off too far off the road, and there is no there is no land. <laughs> it's just ocean. Oh, and like okay. not like it doesn't like descend into the ocean like like dec- like like descend into the ocean like nicely. It it's drops. not a slope. It's a cliff. There's a drop. It's a yeah. dead drop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's a similar like folkloric kind of like tale. Or, like the story has a lot of those kind of themes in it, mm-hmm. um, or like leanings to it. But then also there's a supernatural element of the Stillwood King. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's Sicker Falls, it's probably more on the supernatural level as being, you know, a cautionary tale to tell your children. Yep. Don't try and scare your children into being cautious. Wait, you're saying it's leaning on towards that? No, I say it's it's, it's more not. leaning on the supernatural than yeah. the, like it's it's presenting that that cautionary like thing because the, the like oh like uh, historians believe this it's not like this. It's like yeah, no one is it. It's totally there's something in the woods that's gonna yeah, get you. Yeah. I don't know if any of this is getting brought up on the recorder. <laughs> I guess you'll find out. I guess so. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, the legend says that Brown was not the first person to get lost in the Stillwood, but another man entered this wooded labyrinth hundreds of years before. Wait. Hundreds? I mean, I guess that's possible in if it's on the low range of multiple hundreds, or of, of like the plural hundreds. Why? North America was first colonized in 1500s, and not assuming that this is like that this person was an Aboriginal, um, because then it, it could exist. It could be hundreds of years in, yeah. the, in, the, in the past. But like, kind of just going on, like, because I'm assuming that this guy was a set, that the, the first person might have been a settler. Hmm. That is an assumption. I will concede hmm. that it could it could the the Stillwood King could be like an Aboriginal character, person that was trapped there. Um, it just seems. Odd to state that hundreds of years before 1806, but again, like it could be because like the low range of hundreds would be like 200 years or 100, or, yeah, 200 years in the future in the past. Mm-hmm. So like 1506 or 1606. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I, I, I heard hundreds and I was like hundreds to me. Like I, I think of one hundreds at least. Like uh, for some reason, I think when I think of hundreds, I think of like a little bit higher end than that, but. It could like this is me technically being, it's anything plural. Yeah. yeah, and I, yeah. I like to clarify this is me nitpicking of this part, yeah. but like, yeah, like so far we have one person sitting in the nook. Yeah, yep. You will see if you sit there alone. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it just like struck me as odd because it's like yeah, Brown's like story like hundreds of years before Brown's thing in 1806. So I'm going to guess that it might have been 1606, maybe or again, anyway, yeah. So nitpicking. Um, and my next thing is, and now, now he will be quick and loud, 
and all things and all the things he can't be when no one else is there. He has been waiting for this for a long time, and while you are looking at him, he'll move with all the pent up step with all the pent up time the stillwood has stolen from him has saved for him, and he will be upon you almost faster than you can blink. It's like all those slow-mo and speed-up action sequences in movies, like Mm. Thanks 300. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, it's like that. It's like, that's that... They just took that... We've taken that concept and made it into a monster. (laughs) I don't know if it's influenced by 300. No, it it, it probably wasn't. But, like, it's just like that idea. Because, like, again, that that concept is a lot older. It's just... Yeah, visualizing the Stillwood King, like doing, like it's just like, <laughs> yeah, just like, but that is also unsettling. Oh yeah, to no, witness for sure. something in real life do that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing I have is, with luck, you'll leave him trapped again. His heart beating once a day, his movement only a foot an hour. But if, with your eyes shut, you slowly press against a wet, shambling thing that smells like moss and creek water, and feels like mushroom caps. Open your eyes, so it'll be quick. I know it's supernatural horror, but two ideas strike me here. One, his heart rate and, and, and the time he's lost uh, catches up, and he just dies of cardiac arrest, <laughs> making this person, this new person, the Stillwood King. Or, like, the, making this new person uh, to become the Stillwood King. So... In this thought, it is kind of funny because, oh, kind of like morbidly funny, because like the guy, like the, the the former Stillwood King, just like again, his heart's so used to like beating once a day that it like something like beats him again. He just like starts, he just dies of cardiac arrest. Um, but then, and then our new our new victim becomes a Stillwood, like basically takes over that role. And in this point, it is horrifying because, but because it's not the the king that is the source of of the horror; it is the Stillwood itself. The Stillwood is what is in, in placing this role upon victims. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. uh, the second idea I had was uh, the king is, is actually just trying to get help now that time is reverted. So, really, it might not be like that he's like trying to like kill the person. It's just, it's like, oh, thank you all for helping me! I've been trapped here for thousands of years! I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> So yeah, like it's kind of a, a funny way to look at it. Where it's just like, it's <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> and now you are the new Stillwood King. No, because it's just slowing down. Um, and then, or the other one is like, instead of like him just like running at you to try and like kill you, it's just like running at you because oh god, thank god, another human person, another person is here to help me. Yeah, he looks all fucked up. Well, yeah. Uh, and that's actually what might be the tragedy of it is that like the guy's like like he accidentally kills keeps killing the people because he doesn't realize he has that momentum to like he just tramples them <laughs> or people think he's that he's a monster because they can't understand him because he's actually an Aboriginal and doesn't know English oh he's from yeah. hundreds of years ago yeah yeah that and he's all covered in moss and bleeding water as blood yeah creek water and moss yeah. yeah so he's a monster speaking a language they don't understand that's true running towards them. So the response would be, ah, yeah, and exactly. running away. <laughs> At Orwell, and then, like, just like, why are they closing up? No, I can't move for your closure. 
We close your eyes? No, no, when you close... I was trying to do it in slow-mo. Oh. Like, close your eyes. Because, like, it, when, he, when they close their eyes, he's back to the shambling yes. mass. Yeah. I, I just didn't understand what you said. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. I was doing a distorted voice, so... Yes. Uh, and that's my notes. So, Mikey, these sense are you. Alright, so continuing on your thought of the whole craziness... It is assumed that, of course, the monster kills its yeah. victim. Because all it does is say, so it will be quick. Yeah. We don't know what it is, but it does say that they believe it's a legend for kids. Yeah. So, I'm thinking it's either something stupid like sloppy wet kisses, or hugging, or something that kids just don't want in general. That it does when it gets yeah, to Yeah, yeah. No touch. Bad touch. Bad touch. You yeah. sick person. So evil. God. Uh, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, shit. It's like, don't you do it. Don't you get her mind. Well, he's not. That's the thing. He's not at all. You're, no. you're the one who's got her minding, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He's saying that it'll treat you like it's like your grandma. Oh, is that what we went with? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess so. I, w- I was... Who's the good of mine now? Oh! <laughs> You're on the podcast. Yes! <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's like a Mahoney situation. I'm just yeah, trying to yeah. convince you to kick me out. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you became yeah. a police captain. No. <laughs> yes. And, God. And, and the creature is really old, so it does have uh, grandmother mentality. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> so, so don't go into the woods or you will be you will have your cheeks pinched for all eternity <laughs> rips off your cheek and no it's nothing like that it's just the annoyance of grandma grabbing your cheek being like oh well, just let me go grandma it's just like the slowest <laughs> alright yes anyway so, onwards of that, I thought. So, uh, the other issue is if you assume that it kills people, then how does the legend get told? <laughs> because some people get away. Yeah. Actually, it does say that. It does. It does actually say that. Because it says if you close your eyes and feel around, you, you can, can leave him. Yeah, you can leave him trapped there. So theoretically, two people yeah. could have went in. But then let me let me finish. Okay. I'll let you finish. But um, presumably, two people went in, and they knew the legend. Like, okay, we got to turn around and get out. And one person got out, and then as he got out, the other person like tripped, opened their eyes for a second. He turned around, and he saw the Steelwood King like shank him or something. It's like, oh god, run away! I must tell the story. Presumably. But they wouldn't know about the legend because you have to be alive to create the legend. I'm saying that the legend well, escaped. Yeah. could have been evolved over the years. One being that there's this creepy guy in there and don't look at him because he runs at you. Mm-hmm. Because someone shut their eyes instinctively and he didn't run at them. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to back out because I'm not being killed. And then that person started the story. And then mm-hmm. later on... At some point, someone witnessed the kill and said, "Okay, he's going to do a thing." Yeah, exactly. If you open your eyes like, again, again, like you're, you're too, like so over people, hundreds of years. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, like two hundred, like or like two people could have gotten in. Two hundred people could have gotten in. I mean, it's entirely possible. Yeah. Two people could have gotten in. One of them saw it. The other one like was able to get away. And as the one was getting away, he heard like a brief like scream of his friend or something like that. And then, mm-hmm. oh shit, the Stolwood King got him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And nothing saying you couldn't see him being killed. Like, if you're outside the forest, you turn around, you're still seeing the forest. Yeah, because he can't leave the forest. Or yeah, but you can still see him in the forest, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, we were actually only, like, five feet away from, uh, out of the woods. <laughs> yep. It seemed like we were 50 feet away, like, 50, uh, I f- felt like I had to, I ran for, like, 50 feet, but well, I'm only, like, five feet out there. Man, that wood is deceptively small. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, back to the beginning of the story. So, this Elijah Brown. Yes. Uh, that he goes into the woods for two days, and it's been nine days for him. Yeah. So, and there's no record on how dehydrated or starved he may have been before getting lost. Yeah, so the, yeah, they're trying to just prove the fact that, like, oh, and, like, he may not have been there for, two, for nine days, um, and, like, the evidence, oh, like, he was dehydrated and some of that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my theory is that he ate the monster. What? what? <laughs> well, he actually beat the monster in a fight and ate it because, of, I mean, it's got creek water for blood, so that's a source of water. And, uh, but so is the creek that's right over there. Yeah. That you keep passing. But, I mean, he's also hungry, so he's got to eat something. And mushroom caps. Yeah. But there's mushroom caps, and the caps mushroom, right there beside but, the river. But the so mushroom caps... The monster all along. The, the mushroom caps respawn because of how the monster is. Like, it's unlimited food, then. Yeah. You're, but you're fighting your it, own argument, It is sir. unlimited food, but it, mushrooms only... Sustained so much, and then you sort of go, oh, I really don't want mushrooms today. If you're in a survival situation, you'll eat whatever the hell you can get. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you you're a picky that. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, like, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to get this because, like, the way it's written in there is, like, they're not sure, like, now they're, they can't account for, like, how high, because it was a bad winter previously. Yeah, yeah that's one of my notes. Was, I don't like, understand what that has well, to do it, with this. It actually does, because, so, like, um, in those olden times, uh, if it was a bad winter, you didn't have access to good to a lot of food, to enough food, mm-hmm. or um, and and presumably some uh, some water. But, so it's like, not it's trying like, to say that it is winter now. It's basically trying to no, you know, it's, it's just saying to, the previous winter was yeah, bad. yeah, the previous winter was harsh. So they did, uh, maybe the Browns didn't have a lot of food, so that's why he was actually a lot he was actually a lot thinner and a lot lankier and like malnourished when he went into the woods. So like they that's what they're trying to dis- like discredit is that like oh well he, the reason why he was like. As bad off as he was, was because he already went into the woods malnourished. Yeah. So when he came back two days later, it seemed like he'd been like malnourished and what, or like starving to the near death because he was already like on like like he already had a jumping off point to being like super starved and dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So they're basically trying to disprove the fact that like he was too dehydrated and starved for two days, lost in the woods. Um. That doesn't help my what you're trying to say. Where it's like he ate the the thing, and so yeah. it's like okay, what? But yeah, yeah, he came out like starving to death, almost dehydrated. Yeah. So yeah. if he ate Big things, he, he ate it to help sustain the first few days, and then he got sick of mushrooms. 
So he stopped eating all things all together. Yeah. To the point of almost starvation, and then he found the edge. And left. Yep. Okay. There's some holes in your theory. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Alright. What is your reasoning behind thinking this? I, I I don't get. Well, because he went in supposedly hungry and starving. Yeah. Potentially. And he went in there purposely to hunt down the Stillwood King. And thinking that he survives nine days... He, he would need to eat, eat something. Yes. And okay. thinking that this creature is in there because it was in there before... There could be freaking rabbits in there as well, yeah, There's rabbits and deer, presumably. Maybe. Yeah. Then why don't the rabbits looking at the Stillwood King trigger his ability? Because they're animals. They're not people. They or could who's... be sentient rabbits. You never know. That's an assumption, man. You know what an assum- assuming means in, on this show? Yeah, it pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on team, team Gamer this time around. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a huge assumption. And while, yes, they might be, I want that story of yeah. how these rabbits became sentient. I want to know how Acre Falls in, uh, tackles bunnies and burrows or Watership Down. Well, so nothing says that he wouldn't be accelerated by a bunny looking at him because he needs to eat as well. Also, damn it, now I know what we're running for a Halloween game. We're running Bunnies and Burrows, and you're playing the rabbits in the Stillwood. You see what you've done? <laughs> Look at what you've done. You happy? You seem happy. Yes. Because so, awesome. So evil. So evil. Audience, you have no idea how evil... Mikey E, the stands for evil is. Until you've, like, met him in person. <laughs> Been exposed to his radiation of evil. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, uh, yeah, uh, that was my thoughts mm-hmm. there. Oh, I suppose that means it's my time. Yeah, and I had some nice tasty mushrooms in there, yeah. Mm-hmm, and tasty <laughs> still with King, apparently. <laughs> I just don't see how you jumped immediately to that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> like, I've heard, we've had some really far-fetched, like, explanations or, like, uh, suggestions on this show. I think that one takes the cake. So, again, those playing El Dente Bingo. <laughs> yeah. That's roulette. We, we've this has been another, another Mikey's The E Stands for... Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's your, your other side of things. Either way, um, so um, the first notes I took was on the the title itself. Yeah. So this is the first title I've noticed where, like, how interesting the title is because it can be taken two different, two very different ways just by changing one word in the title. One way is by potentially making this a um, a fairy tale story, creepypasta, by switching it to the Sherwood King, as in Sherwood Forest, as in Robin Hood. Okay, yeah. Or switching it another way to a video game creepypasta by making it the Stillwater King. <laughs> <laughs> and it being set in the Saints Row universe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Pretty neat, right? Not really, but okay. It's still wood to still water. Yeah, I get sure that. wood, still wood. You know it's funny? so close. You know what's word. funny is um, if you want to go even like a deeper cut to Stillwater. If you want to go to deeper cut to Stillwater. Um, Lovecraft wrote a story set 
in still in a, in a town called Stillwater. Nice. Yeah, I can't remember the story right at the moment. Um, I think it has something to do with an evil magician cultist. That sounds like a game we should play as well. <sighs> the story referenced here is "The Horror in the Burying Ground" by H.P. Lovecraft and Hazel Heald. I cannot remember. I'll we're like the ye old saints of Stillwater. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> we're, we're, it's we're, a bunch of hooligans. <laughs> it's, it's just going to be like uh, gangs in New York. So like it's like uh, old timey like uh, Irish uh, like gang uh, like in in the town like running the underworld of the town. And then yeah. like we are like a couple of our members get gooed or something like that. And we have to deal with this magician that's like gooing people or turning people like doing stuff well, weird Goo? magics. What we because uh, like Lovecraft like. That's Usually there's, like, goo people, or there's things people that get, like, turned into, uh, like, disintegrated or, like, melted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, maybe we'll have to run... Maybe that'll be another SNTF game. Oh, maybe, yeah. Been stewing over for the last, like, couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you betcha. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> Stillwater, sure, whatever. Half a word away from both of those. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so um, getting into the actual story, you, we touched on my first note. My second note is about the trees themselves, what's talking about them being real thin yeah. and making uh, passage exceedingly difficult. Then that kind of, the image it built in my head is like, there's, the, the ground is kind of busy with shit and there's yeah. thin trees, but there's a lot of space in between them. So to me, it's like, how would these thaw that? How would these tall, rail-thin trees make it difficult, harder to travel through, comparatively to them being not rail-thin? Yeah, the thing is, um, like they're rail-thin, but they're like hard to get pies, so that means that there's a lot of them. It's we hard to get pie? Have, we actually have areas of that in our forest around here. You said it's hard to get pie. I said, get by. You said pie. I meant by. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's funny. Um, there's actually forests nearby, or like in the forest. Like Near deeper. pie. <laughs> <I'm> joking. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. So, in the woods, like nearby, like uh, like deeper in the woods, um, there are actually spots the, um, where like the trees are rail thin, and there's just so many of them that actually I had a really good visualization of this because I've seen that kind of forest. Yes, but my problem with that, it doesn't say that they're dense. It just says yeah, that the trees are thin. You could say, yeah, you could. So it could be a very sparse forest. Yeah, but the pro- the thing is, they also mentioned that like the woods. Uh, the, the, there's so much. Uh, there's the, the trees create the illusion that like you can't see like where the end where the end is or where the out, where the edges are. So that kind of to me kind of dictates that there are a lot of those rail thin trees creating almost like this like kind of uh, almost I guess like bamboo forest effect where you yeah I was, I was gonna that. I was gonna mention bamboo forest actually but yeah but that's the thing it makes you assume that yeah I wish it would just but tell you says, that all it has to yeah. do is say. Um, when it says, well, the quote is, later expeditions into the still water showed, <laughs> uh, showed that the forest floor is incredibly thick, damn, sleep mode, uh, incredibly uh, thick with vegetation, with tall, rail-thin trees making most passage exceedingly difficult. All I had to say was, was um, dense in the tree situation. I if guess, you mention you dense, you like... immediately know from the get-go. As you're explaining that the trees are thin, you're also saying that there's a shitload of them. I, I partially can, I partially agree with you because honestly, like the way you read that, the way it's read, the way it's said there, 
allows you to like, like just like be able to presume, no, like without any issue, that okay, it says that the, there's rail tree for uh, rail tree uh, rail, rail thin, thin trees, trees that make um, uh, walking through uh, like walking through the forest difficult. That is literally like. That you, like, yes. you can just assume that there are there, and you can safely assume. You don't have to like. It's not like an extravagant like leap of faith. Uh, let me stop you from going on a rant here, because right before that, it says that the forest floor is incredibly thick. That alone makes it difficult to get through. Okay. That alone. So I'm saying it's saying that it has real thin trees right after it. Not mentioning that they're dense. It doesn't seem like the trees are making it harder to get through the already thick underbrush. Okay. That's my point. Yeah, and hence why I only partially concede. (laughs) Because I see your point, but I don't entirely agree with you. you, The way it's described, you could cut all the trees down and it would be the same difficulty to get around because the floor is so busy with things. Yeah, I I get get it. I I, I take it or leave it. Yeah, it could go either way for me. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, moving on. Um, When it gets to the imagery of the king... Yeah, I, I literally just had a note saying that I really enjoyed the imagery of him, and like how he turns around, I just like the way he's described. Yeah, and um, the reason that people would see him potentially in the forest just there's mushrooms like growing on the side of a tree, and if you quickly look at it, it might be a dude, you know. Yeah, so I kind of like that. Again, we've had, I've, I've, yeah, I, I agree with you because I've actually had that instance, not like. Oh god, there's a there's a creepy white, there's a creepy pale monster like corpse monster coming after me. I have, but like I had to kill when walking in the woods and like uh, like yeah, the, I can visualize those the mushrooms. At first, I was like mushrooms. I was like, oh, it could also mean fungus, like because I've seen like white funguses basically like form right up a tree, like the way in like that kind of mass. Like I've seen yeah. that kind of mass happen like on the one side of a tree. Hmm. So pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. <laughs> well, that's a first. <laughs> It's the first time it's not just, oh, I guess I partially agree. I've said that once today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. We're at a 50-50 here. Um, and then my only other note is just um, just how I kind of enjoyed the, well, I didn't kind of, I did enjoy the ending of it and the reasoning that you would want to open your eyes <laughs> because it's just like, otherwise, well... <laughs> It, it makes you think, because if you don't open your eyes, let's say that this guy is just like, like, he's moving super slow, but if he yeah. has you, he has you, you can't get away. Yeah. So, presumably, you if you have your eyes closed and he's moving super slow and, like, he just, like, grabs your your shoulder, you can't leave. Yeah, just like... Like, he has a grip on you. And then his other hand comes in with, like, claws or something. It's like... Like, slowly through your... Yeah. But, like, extremely (laughs) slow through your body. Yeah, I said, oh, Gamer is literally, like, pantomime... The reason why I did Kaliba was because he was literally pantomiming the whole, like... Hand to heart, like yeah. If you didn't call him, I was about to mention like going through your chest, yeah. You know, grabbing your heart or coming down and biting you or something, but it being so slow that you die like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I like that. It's saying, "Open your eyes, just so it's over with," because yeah, you can't get away at that point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And All that's right. uh, that's the end of my notes. Okay. So final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, so like I, I had a little bit of um, kind of a mix with this story because when we first did the Echo Falls things like three years ago with with Matt and Sam from the Drunk and the Ugly, um, 
we chose stories. The reason why we, the, the stories we chose in that episode mm-hmm. were stories that we the, the, our favorite stories of those episodes. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like despite the fact that this story has like all the things that I would like that I love about like certain creepypasta monsters, like it is kind of Slendermanish or like a boogeyman mm-hmm. in the woods. You didn't choose it's, it. I didn't choose it. I think I ended up choosing Lemon Blossom Girl. Mm-hmm. I believe okay. mine was Lemon Blossom Girl. Um, and the reason, I, I, like, I don't, like, I, but, like, I remember, like, I, I have fond memories of this story before I started reading it, and I reread it today, this week, and I was like, I like a lot of stuff in it, like, still. You may have not chosen it because it's, not really, it's very Yeah, it's not very, rainy. yeah, I, I don't think I chose it, was because, it, like, it, it's not very original, and I you say that, say I, that I, but... I, I, I say that in the, in like in terms of the archetype. Like they don't really do a whole lot with the archetype of a boogeyman in the woods. Like he, yes, they do, and yes, they don't. Like it, it's it feels like a bunch of sto- like it feels like a combination of a bunch of stories I've already like I've I've heard of like a, like folklore and some of that. So it grounds it in this folkloric method, but it doesn't do it. It just doesn't push itself over to doing something completely new or different. But yet it does. It's really hard for me to like kind of describe why like like some of my like a little bit of my feelings toward the story because mm-hmm. I do like it. But it didn't do. Um, it, when I've read it again, like this for this for this episode, I was like, kind of having more. It's like this is like I remember being really creeped out by this, but like and yeah, like the ending is really cool and creepy, but. I've kind of heard this all before. <laughs> like it felt like I've it's I'd almost like it. you've read it years no, ago. No, no, it wasn't because I've read the story before. Yeah. It was because, like it was like because I've read stories very similar. Because to it's a a pale man in the woods, aka Slenderman, who moves only when you look at him, aka SCP, whatever number that yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it just um like, and it's not to say that that's a bad thing because like it is still an interesting ca- uh, character and like cool lo- local legend for mm-hmm. Baker Falls story. Um, it definitely has like a lot of folkloric aspects, which is good. It's just again rereading it again. I wasn't. At, I guess I, maybe I was. I'm de- I, I either desensitized or like again I've I've heard it all before, and not because I've read the story before. <laughs> yeah. But for other reasons, um, to me, this is a simple, and it is still a creep. It is still uh, a creepy story, but it is uh, it is also simple. Um, and so, if you take it at face value, well, regardless of if you take it at face value and like, treat it as like a simple creepy horror story, or you think about it and like the circumstances that are going on in here, and that it, it could either be like some kind of um, like tragic monster, because like, or because like basically like. Uh, if he's spotted, he dies, and then you be, you take on that role, or he's just trying to find help um, because he's been trapped there forever. Um, it, it still like holds, kind of still works, and like still is kind of an interesting story. It's just it's it's kind of like uh, seeing one tree in like through the forest, like trying to f- pick one tree through the forest, like uh, a forest of of similar trees. Like it it's. I still rec- I partially no. I still recommend it, but I understand now why I didn't choose it as my favorite mm-hmm. the first time around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's my final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mikey, a nearly me. partial re- recommendation. No, it was. I, I will recommend it. Um, but you almost went partial, so it's nearly went, partial. Yeah, I almost went partial, but I do recommend it. It's like a ninety-five percent. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this forest 
is actually a wildlife preserve for the SMTF. I knew it. Because the the thin trees are actually like prison bars type thing to keep the animals in. It's a magical and science t- uh, <laughs> kind of barrier that slows down the world inside. Just gonna take some notes. So the wardens are the rabbits that are yeah, of that are, 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 mag- are like cursed with sentience. <laughs> yes, because they eat the flesh of man. Yes, just like how meats were are created. Yeah, indeed. Um, and. Yeah, this is actually just a... It's Yeah, wildlife preserve. I can dig with that. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you get lost, then you can actually end up getting into one of the cages. And then you're face-to-face with an entity that you weren't ready to be prepared to face. So it's literally like the minute, he's the minotaur of this labyrinth. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, in itself, the labyrinth was created to... Like, they threw people into the labyrinth um, that... Uh, were, were were not necessarily bad, but they were basically opposed to the king of Minos. So they so the king of Minos just threw them into this dungeon that they had because they couldn't escape it. And there was a monster that was hunting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neat. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. So conversely, we could use the SNTF could potentially be using this as a way to um, execute some um, some nerdy welds. Yeah, who uh, have. Achieve the death sentence through the SNTF. We're just gonna toss you in here, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have fun with the Stillwood team. Yeah. See that they're not—they're wronging us, and they have to um, see the king instead of wronging the king, and have to see the monster. Exactly. Yeah. And for me, it's only a partial recommendation. Okay. Because uh, I sort of like the idea that time moves differently. Mm-hmm. And then the monster is just a legend. So, but is he? Yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So. But of course, with the SNTF angle, you recommend it twice. Yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because you have to read it a second time to fully understand, like, get all the. Just the give me your recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still talking about his stuff. Um. Uh, um, for me, yeah, I will recommend it 100%. Okay. I enjoyed it. I liked the ending. Like, it had a neat kind of little twist on it. Like, just open your eyes and get it over with, because <laughs> you're, you're after otherwise. Yeah, that's actually a really good zinger. Like, yeah. that's, this is like, yeah, like, if, then, you, if you feel like something's shuffling, like, right next to you, that's, that feels like that. And it just, like, you just smell that, like, so it's like, you might as well just open your eyes because you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like the monster. Like, I did say earlier, that he is kind of a combination of Slenderman and that SCP monster, but not in a bad way. No, that's to be right. honest, I recommend. Oh, sorry. To, yeah. to be honest, I prefer this monster over Slenderman and that SCP monster. He is. I more, like the combination of them yeah. better than the the, two the ingredients. Two separate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. The the the. What is it? The. Just say whatever. I'm, I'm, I can't figure. Out, the can't result is more neat than the components that made it. Exactly to yes. me. <clears throat> yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Also, it's interesting because uh, as somebody who has actually sat through the uh, the new the Sony's newest um, botch, which is the oh, Slenderman God. movie, um, this is oddly like the Slenderman they use in that movie is this is, guy is oddly similar 
Like, not completely. I'm not going to say it's completely similar, but he is kind of like the... Is he like, super nature Well, he's... Okay, so in... Nature-y. Spoilers for Slenderman 22... No, seriously, don't watch this movie. Um, I'll spoil it so you never have to watch it and give the money. Slenderman is made of wood. He is some kind of forced spirit, or some kind of forced entity, so he is literally made of creaking wood. And he, when he finally gets his victims in the forest, he turns them into trees. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's always been in the legend. Yeah. Right? What's weird, what's so weird is, like, um, the uh, the guy who created Slenderman, like, originally, like, who originally made those, like, photos and stuff like that, was a creative, or was at least, like, um, uh, like, like, talk, or, like, talk to I'm sure he has a title that is very, that is quotation five times, saying creative consultant. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they went, oh, is this okay that we're doing this? No. Great, we'll do yeah. it. <laughs> it's like the Blair Witch Project guys. Yeah. Like the uh, the the Blair Witch Project guys were asked to do a sequel, or were, were talked to, to do a sequel. And when they presented something that, or when they were kept, when they were uh, kept mentioning things that they that the producers didn't want to do, or some of that, they suddenly stopped getting messages or stopped getting calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like, um, fuck it. They won't let me do what I want, so I'll do what I want. Exactly. Yeah. And much of the bad thing of that movie because that movie could have been so much better. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, same kind of premise. Like again, like I kind of like reading this and like then like having having that stain on my mind. That is the Slenderman movie. Um, but it, if you it kind of if runs, you um, rub the name off and just put in the, it, the it, it, it does it doesn't also it also doesn't like completely fit the bill. But yeah, like this is a much interesting, more interesting creature than even what that like. Tr- even though it's kind of similar, this is much superior. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, like for me. Just looking through all the Icker Falls stories in my head, this is actually my favorite right now. Really? This is the one where I'm like, oh shit, I, I do not want to go there. Yeah, that, that's a problem. No, I would be concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, so recommendations across the board, except for um, one. Yeah, partial. <laughs> one partial. Yeah. Yours was almost partial. Mine, mine, and mine was, had no chance of being mine, partial. Mine, yeah, mine was like, again, like it, it's what you said. Like, I don't think that, like I didn't. It's not my favorite Carefall story because it wasn't unique. Um, I think it's, in your eyes, yeah, and, I, and honestly, I feel like the story, like it's more of a progenitor of like ideas or of like of like wondering of what's going on more than an actual story, but like more than an actual narrative. But I still enjoy it. So that's why I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like, yeah, at the end, they don't straight up tell you, and I normally say I want to know what yeah. happens, but they very heavily make it clear that if you open your eyes, because it'll be over quick. Because they add that rule. Because you're going to die. So because they add that rule, you can get behind that. Oh, totally. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's just when they leave you completely in the dark, because if they just say, don't open your eyes, I'm like, because what? Yeah, because but because they die. said don't open your eyes, so it'll be over quick. Yeah. So that clearly is saying you will die. Yeah. But exactly. you'll be you will die instantly instead of over the span of a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's saying that the the cheek pinching only lasts so long. That too. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Clearly. Yeah. Um. So that was this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. Or if it's supposed to, whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the E stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the ga- uh, the Gamer in Yellow, but without the W because Twitter hates him. And uh, I'm at Review Cultist. 
Um, you can also send us emails at aldenteregamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, you can also send us um, rate, uh, rating or review on iTunes or any other streaming site that has that capability. Um, help us spread like a virus. <laughs> like a fungus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can also... Um, Trying to reach Mario Bros. level of fungus. Trust the fungus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can also check out the title cards for each episode on crazonstudios.tumblr.com, crazon.deviantart.com, or on our YouTube channel, Al Dente Rigor Mortis, where you can check out the videos of each episode. Uh, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Uh, go to Al Dente Rigor Mortis on Patreon and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. Right now we have $2 and $5 tier, but really any bit helps. Seriously, guys, like your donations really do help us. Um, and you'll get. Extra episodes, early access, uh, special episodes, such as uh, Al Dente Real Talk, uh, where we discuss films um, and m- film media uh, that has leanings toward group bosses, or at least we feel so. Um, and actual play rigamortis, where we run tabletop games and record them, uh, and they're usually horror and group pasta themed. Uh, or... Um, the other uh, the other shows that uh, my co-hosts have been doing uh, for the last couple for uh, for months now, mm-hmm. uh, which includes Al Dente Reloaded at the five dollar tier, where Mikey and I go back to the good, the bad, and the ugly passes that the cultists and the Doctor did in the past, read them, and see what our thoughts are on them. And then Al Dente Revelations at the two dollar tier, where Mikey and I continue with those thoughts from those stories, but after listening to what the cultists and the Doctor had to say themselves and possibly have a mind-breaking revelation from what they say. Awesome. And also destroy that artist's art. Because, yes, well... I mean, he'll only learn one way, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through force. <laughs> um, and, to our, uh, and to our patrons that are already helped supporting the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep the hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. Uh, honestly, we hope you guys enjoy the content we've been providing you. Uh, I know we sometimes we, we occasionally get likes uh, from some of our patrons on the the episodes we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments, to le- uh, please feel free to leave them on the uh, patron site, and we'll get back to you on them. And for the listeners and authors of the stories that we've been uh, discussing on the show for the last three or four years, thank you immensely. For listeners, thank you for listening. Honestly, we wouldn't have a show if you weren't listening. And for the authors, we definitely wouldn't have a show, and I wouldn't have stories that I love reading. So thank you. Also, uh, we're going to be taking a quick break uh, from uh, Icker Falls uh, in October, um, as of now, <laughs> like as of this being posted, this episode being posted, um, because uh, the next couple of episodes are going to be with me and Matt and Travis from Drunk and the Ugly, or Ugly Talk, as we discuss a blast from the past in itself um, from the 90s. Uh, the YTV's Dark Knight uh, 4, 5, and 6. Um, so basically a bunch of Halloween, uh, Halloween uh, marathon skits um, that kind of helped shape my interest in like horror of the nostalgic nature. So uh, look forward to that. And also as we uh, basically one Canadian leading two Americans through Canadian broadcasting history. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
uh, yeah, I will be their Virgil <laughs> and to their Dante. <laughs> anyway, um, so until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rita Mortis, Breaker Fall 2018. Sleep well. Thank you.